Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Miles, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. Sure. And we are going over the final two episodes of the first season, uh, House of the Dragon. I almost <laughs> said last season of House of Dragon. I mean, it, it would be last, as in, like, it's last the only episode. one, so it's the first and last <laughs> season, really. Um, but, yeah, oh, these two episodes. I And I had a feeling this would happen where they were still just setting the stage for season two with the war being fully broken out. Right. Um, but yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, they did a hint at, I think at earlier episodes with what is his name with the twin Kingsguard, Eric and uh, Arik and Eric, Arik and Eric. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And one of them is team green. The other is team black. Um, mm-hmm. so Viserys, somebody, so somebody saw that Viserys actor Patty was in the casting for what was it, episode nine, and he's like, How is this dude still alive? And then it's like, Oh, wait, it was just the, the body itself, yes, yeah, it's like, <laughs> My god, this guy has basically kicked the bucket every single episode for the past like four episodes. I'm How surprised he was that old. I mean, that was the way they depicted him. Like he was yeah. just a walking skeleton by oh the end. Oh my god, that was sad to see. I know that was extremely sad to see. What was his name? King the his name was the series the peaceful. Yeah, the series the, the peaceful. Okay, yeah. so that if I was to be a monarch, mm-hmm. that would be a good name for me. As long as it wasn't a nickname that they put in, like ironically, like you know, people other kingdoms are attacking me constantly, and I just refuse to go to war because I'm afraid to fight a war. Right. Unless that was like an ironic name for me, I would really like that would be the great legacy to set, right? It's just like nothing bad happened in my kingdom. And then you give up your throne after you die to Aegon the Conqueror. Great. Well, he's not Aegon the Conqueror. Well, you know, as far as they see it. Right? I mean, so, okay, just so we're clear, you understand that Aegon the Conqueror, the one that they call Aegon the Conqueror, is the one that came, like, hundreds of years ago, right? Yes, yeah, yes, but, yes. But, yeah. like, in their prophecy, like, the way that they see it, like, he could be. So, like, um, you're so giving that up, right? The only one that sees it that way, and, and I think it's, and we, we can go ahead and talk about this now, is a convenient, uh, is a convenient interpretation was Alicent when Viserys is dying. I hate her. And, she, and he's just like, Oh, the prophecy about the Song of Ice and Fire, Aegon. And then she, like, does not understand anything else that he's saying, but somehow picks up on Aegon. And then... Yes. Yeah, so that was... He's a necessary evil that I dislike in this series. Like, she's just terrible. Like, I'm assuming the writers did that on purpose, and I'm assuming George R. R. Martin did that on purpose. Whatever. Yeah. But I just don't, like... I don't know. She she is not somebody that I'm going to team with here on this... um on this on this on this show so just and note that I mean, they're the instigators in just about everything right right like, they kind of weasel their way in uh auto was manipulating uh what's his face Viserys for i'd say decades at this point right and then they had her father drugged for the last like six years or so right that well, last time jump that we had yeah where the kids went from like little kids to like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Milk uh, of the poppy. Yeah, the, yeah. He was like, so cocaine pretty yeah, much. <laughs> he was, yeah, it was 
on pain meds Vicodin for freaking like five, six years. Uh, and that was the, that was one of the worst things to see is that they would like, they would just feed him that just to keep him like, like alive essentially. Yeah. And so they can basically continue to pull the strings. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so now that he's dead, it was actually really cool to see that they kind of openly talk about how they've been plotting the small counselors, really the green council. And I like that name of the episode. Mm-hmm. They've been plotting behind the scenes to to kind of take the throne regardless. And now this just further gives them more base like, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can say, oh, look, see, he said that he wanted Aegon at the last second, right. um, which they don't really need. But it's just it's just more tools, you know, for the right. So my problem is, is what's wrong with why not just do all this, but make Rhaenyra make Rhaenyra present or president <laughs> yeah prime minister um, make her queen like can't they manipulate her the same way or is it just they're I, now scaling up their timetable like, i think that they they know for a fact that uh Rhaenyra is just not uh manipulative she she's not moldable the way like aegon is right like, aegon's like a kid Rhaenyra is a seasoned adult she's a veteran right. at that's court. true um and even worse is you know she's with damon now so like nobody likes damon so 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 they're definitely Dude. like yeah we don't need okay these so damon was a little turd bag but freaking Aegon, this dude is a menace like he has no redeeming qualities whatsoever no and he keeps saying that he's like i do not want to be king i am a piece of crap that's pretty much what he says when he's talking but, to. But did you see though when he ascended the throne and he, oh. he saw all the cheers? He's like, okay, eyes like, mad with power. Yeah, you can see it right away, man. When he saw the cheers, because he never got love from his father, right? Because, and that is one uh, that is one of the big downfalls of the series was he was not a good father to any of his kids, not named Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. and so he never really got love from his father. Now here, here's Aegon getting cheers from like these randos. Right, peasants, <laughs> randos. Yeah, uh, a bunch of literally a bunch of NPCs, and he's like, "Okay, this is awesome." Um, and that's a that's like that's one of those things where you know, like, if you were an intelligent specter of that um, ascension, you'd be like, "Oh, I can see it in his face. We're screwed." Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, so they they moved so quickly, and I'll, I'll be honest. I, I really appreciate the way the high towers maneuvered all this. Like they, they were very, very efficient, patient, like, very patient. Uh, I'll, um, I mean, I dare I say like, maybe it's, uh, what's it called? Recency bias talking, but the high towers, like auto low key, I'd say it goes toe to toe with little finger. What? Yeah, I do. He, like he placed himself as a hand of the king back in King Jaehaerys this time. Wow. The only thing I think little well, I want to say the only thing. The big thing Littlefinger I'd say has over Hightower is that he came up from nothing. Like literally nothing, whereas Hightower kind of came into it being as part of a, a, a major house. Right. So him going from a major house to a hand is not that big of a deal. But Littlefinger coming up from literally nothing to being part of the small council under Robert Baratheon is a massive deal. Right. But yeah, Rob, which, which also didn't we hear finally of the Starks? Didn't we hear of them? They're yeah, trying to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So the Starks, the Baratheon, and the uh, Tullys, and the 
the what's it called the the knights of the veil who were they um, Aaron, house Aaron. yes 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 so they so anyways these like these small council members and uh freaking sir Incelot. Incelot. Um he Incel? Like, yeah, dude, I hate this dude. No, I've hated he... him since day one and no one believed me. He's he I think he's like I, I wanna say he's kinda like special in some way. Like Oh, you think he has like some mental issue? Yeah, like he got hooked on Rhaenyra's good stuff and <laughs> now he can't he can't like he can't see straight. I, it's, I don't know. It's been like 12 years, man. It's it's insane <laughs> for him. But, okay, so the thing is that um, I understand, right, that he came up from nothing. And then he feels like he's been used as a plaything. But it's like, what did you expect? Like, you are a knight. <laughs> you are a knight of the king's guard. Like, they will use you however they see fit. Right. You are right. literally giving up their life. So, for you to get anything... Any sort of pleasure was just a nice bonus. Yeah, you kind of um, got super lucky because that doesn't happen to most knights. Yeah, like, at all. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I I appreciate that he was a great knight and whatnot, but I mean, come on, dude, like get over it. But anyways, the way he smashed that dude's head. Yeah. Table, I was like, good god, um, Lord Beesbury. Yeah, <laughs> Lord Deadberry. Yeah, Jeez. that dude was like old, old. He, I remember he would like space out in the middle of the conversation. That was kind of funny. Um, I, and the worst part is, is that like that was unnecessary. The old man wasn't going to do anything. Like you were just exerting your force because, yeah, I just that that part was like obviously there's there's going to be death in a TV show like this, but like that just seemed an unnecessary death in the scheme of like if that was real life, what they you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the scheme of it, like his death was unnecessary. Yeah, no, I I agree. He, he, I, well, actually, I kind of disagree. Okay. Uh, reason being because he was like shocked that they've been working behind his back. The rest of the Green Council, by the way, mm-hmm. um, have been working behind his back, including the Grand Maester, uh, to undermine Rhaenyra and right. instill Aegon as the uh, successor su- successor to Viserys. So they've been working behind the scenes for a long time. Right. And he was not going to have it. So he was probably going to need to be, if not killed, but at least locked up. Locked up. Like in the way that they, they, uh, that they did to Princess Rhaenys in the room, right? Right. Oh, Princess Rhaenys said, no, no, I'm busting. She should have killed them. Okay. Princess so Rhaenys should have killed them. When I first saw the episode, I was like, this is such a major flaw in the writing that she didn't kill him. But her kind of explaining in the latest episode, which just came out, what was it, yesterday? Uh, that we're, that this is not my war to fight, I think was, it was a good, I don't know if it justified completely, but it justified enough. Good, atten- good intention, but, <clears throat> but it wasn't a right choice. I, I kind of agree, but <clears throat> in her defense, I think... It also makes sense considering that when all the n- news was laid bare at Rhaenyra's feet, she still did not just jump to war. She was still hesitant. Yeah, but the then old- she then the, didn't they, they eventually joined with her? They eventually joined with her for sure, but only after they saw that she was like, uh, Valer- um, Corliss eventually joined with her. By the way, not I guess that's race. true. I mean, that's um, true. 
And even after Corliss joined her, Rhaenyra was still like, I'm not going to just jump into war. Because the whole idea of my father was keep the kingdom united and secure and at peace. I don't want to just break that unnecessarily. Right. And if we're going to get ready for some war in the north, you know, the Song of Ice and Fire, the the White Walkers, essentially. Right. She's she doesn't know about the White Walkers, but she kind like she doesn't know about them by name, but she knows that there's a threat. Coming yes. Up. Yes. Yes. So with all of that said, she's just like, OK, do I really want to weaken the kingdom for my own ambition when we know that there's this big threat from the north coming? It's not worth it. Right. So she was kind of leaning away from it anyways. The only thing that really solidified her was at the end with the uh, with the uh this feast of Vagar. Oh end. my god, dude. What do you say a feast is more like an appetizer considering how big that dragon That dragon was, was massive compared to his little little nonsense. Dude, it, I Okay, so when I first saw Vagar, I was like, okay, he seems big, but he doesn't seem as big as I expected because Vagar is like I want what a couple of centuries old maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I was like this guy just doesn't seem that big. Like he looks uh, big for sure, but not. Or I guess it's a female dragon. She doesn't look that big. And then the silhouette above, I was like, "Oh, okay." The the other big one was when he's landing at Storm's End, right? When Lucerius is landing at Storm's End, and you see Vagar's head rear up. I was like, "Okay, that bad." I don't know how bad. to kill Vagar. Yeah. Um, because even uh, Saraxes, um. Damon's dragon, even yes. he's not that big. No, Damon's dragon's fairly small compared to that one. Yeah. But I think Damon's dragon has more features that are more applicable to agility. Do you know what for I mean? For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like in a battle goes, I think he lasts longer than Araxes. Um, but it, Arax, no, Arax, I think. Arax. I think, yeah, it might be right with the Araxes. Yeah. But so. two things. A. Damon's going to come completely and utterly unhinged. Damon's going to become unhinged? Oh, he's... I, 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 th- I used to think that Damon was unhinged before, but I think all of this happening is officially going to push him to the like complete bit of insanity. Seeing him get that angry when they... Because he, he, he loved his brother, and we've established this. We've already talked about this before, but right. he definitely loved his brother, and seeing that his uh, brother died and then they kind of hid it for a little while just so they can usurp his throne, take it away from his wife, his niece, mm-hmm. both the same people. Um, God. Yeah. So just so they can take it away from her, you could see he was furious. He was furious and he kept trying yeah. to push her to war. And I liked, honestly, I, <clears throat> and I'm not one of these like fangirl, like teenage fangirls on TikTok that are like, like swooning over uh, Damon, despite the fact that he literally killed his first wife. Um, right. I, I just don't understand how that gets ignored, but he did handle this whole situation really well. Like despite the fact that Rhaenyra was like, no, we're not going to act until I say so. He's like, he's still making the necessary moves right? because at this point you need to act fast, right? You send out Ravens to your allies. You solidify your, uh, the Alliance. You solidify the support that your allies provide right. you. And obviously, and obviously, you're right. You're exactly right on that point, because when Renera's son got to Storm's End, I mean, yeah, they were already right way there. ahead. Yeah, so yeah, it was, exactly. it was, it was the right move to do. I mean, it was the right move, but obviously, 
obviously there's a right and a wrong to that move and we get to see we get to, we get to, we got to see both of them pretty much in tandem she didn't want to start war but damon had to do something so it was yeah. like pretty much you know it was like he was like a military general acting in like case he, he he knows that war is un- unavoidable right, point, right right that's exactly right um and he knows that the high towers uh ambitions is and, and, and in the same way right that the high towers are afraid of renera that if renera seizes the throne she could uh that could really severely threaten the lives of allison's kids right in the same way uh, damon knows that it's just, it's no different like you cannot when you are living in a monarchy and you have one guy as king that king cannot have any other potential claimants to the throne at all because if a lawyer or some advisor gets to that person is like hey man you know you could be king you have some right. claim to the kingdom and then the guy's like you know what yeah 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 i do and then he starts that's a rebellion and that's just it's bloody it's unnecessary fighting that even if you quell the rebellion like instantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's still like not a great look right so if Rhaenyra, even if she had knelt and said, yeah, you know what? Aegon's a rightful heir. People would be like, wait a second. Like, you know, over time, someone might say, hey, listen. We we do need to be aware of that, you know, Jace should be sitting on the throne. Right, right. right. Rhaenyra exactly. was the promised one. And in the same way, honestly, you could see it with Viserys and Rhaenys, right? They were up to be the next in line uh, to rule. Mm-hmm. And then King, I think Jaharis gave it to Viserys, and we were like, there was like of the first three or four episodes where everyone, all eyes were on House Valerian and Queen uh, Princess Rhaenys, where we're like, they might decide to press the claim now, right? Right, like, and that's why Viserys kept Corlys Valerian so close, and even kept him in his small council, and tried his best not to anger him, although I think he failed quite a few times uh, at. Because he was afraid that, you know, he would rise up in right. rebellion for his wife. Even and in for what it's worth, Corliss did try pressing Rainey several times, like, you know, this should this throne should have been yours. This throne should have been yours. You should right. be queen. And mm-hmm. she kept going like, you know, I've I'm over it. I'm done. But, you know, if she wasn't as wise as she was, she could have turned around and been like, Yeah, it is mine and then just gone all out, you know? Um, right, right, and then and, and the the one thing is is that we knew we knew personally as the watcher that war was going to happen, and we knew it was going to be for some reason, but I didn't know it was going to be the reason that um the kid kind of lost his marbles. But I guess they are claiming to have a you know what I mean there there is technically a rebellion there, um. So I mean, I guess war was started as soon as Aegon attempted to ascend the throne, right? That's technically war. I mean, that's war. Yeah, in Rhaenyra's uh, eyes. Um, I, I don't. You're talking about like when? When did she decide to go to war? Well, that was after her son died, obviously, because yeah, 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 yeah. she she looked like she wanted to cut somebody's face off. Oh yeah, the that was okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, Storm's End, beautiful. Yeah, they did a good job. I, I've been wanting to see Storm's End for a really long time, so that was beautiful. And yeah, the <clears throat> when he had that elongated goodbye between Lucerius and Rhaenyra, I was like, he is dead. Oh, he so you is, knew right away. I knew. I'm like, he's dead. Because, and 
for what it's worth, Game of Thrones kind of got famous for not doing stuff like this. Right? They mm-hmm. got famous for not having these really long, intimate, very obvious goodbyes where you where you know, okay, this character is dying. Yeah. But I think in this I th- if as long as they use it sparingly and don't use it again for a really long time, I actually like this because the series as, as, as we as the audience didn't really care about him. All eyes were on Jace. Um, all eyes were on Aegon and Aemond. Bela and Rayla, I think it's the other twin's name. No yeah. one even cares about the other kids. Right? right. No one cares about Joffrey. No one cares about freaking uh, baby Viserys or baby uh, Aegon, right? Right. Well, sons we we know we know baby Aegon now is no longer with us. Uh, do we? Yeah. Are Didn't you she talk- have a miscarriage? No, that's not Aegon. Oh, that's not Aegon. That's not you're Aegon. right. That's not Aegon. Aegon that's, and um, Viserys are twins. That's um. I'm sorry. You're right. It's not Aegon. It's um. I don't know why I thought his name was Aegon. They, um, they don't, I don't even think they named him. Okay. Wrong, but I don't think they named. I think him. I, yeah. Which, by the way, that scene was very uncomfortable. I, I mean, it please, is what it is. No more childbirth scenes moving. Yeah, n- not not gonna lie. Like, like I want to be completely honest here. Why did they have to put that in the show? You obviously know. You can literally have somebody like she could have the baby off screen, right? Yeah. And then somebody be like, oh, it's a miscarriage. Think... Why Why did you have to show something like that? It just doesn't seem like worth the – I don't know. Maybe it's just I the definitely think that weather. there's a shock factor to it. But I also think it's – I'm kind of split on it uh, because you can make that argument with everything, right? Like why do you need to show the beheading or the killing? You can just do it off screen. And I think – but I think that's what the appeal of Game of Thrones is, that it's very raw and it shows you the reality of war. It shows you the reality of uh, assassinations and plotting and and in this case, childbirth and miscarriages, right? So like when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. But I do, I, I don't think I'm as upset about it as I think you are, but I do understand. No, no, I'm not saying that I'm upset. I'm just I'm just asking more of a base like a base question. I think like, I can see both sides of the ball. Sure. But but what's the what's the point of putting something that that putting something like it's not even a bad thing really mm-hmm. which I I think I mean I just don't know why it has to be put in there for the viewer um because the viewer knows like oh the next scene yeah, the baby's not there think, it's dead. Again I think it just goes back to like First of all, it is there is definitely a shock factor that had to have absolutely hundred percent shock factor, and I think that is just what HBO, not just Game of Thrones, but HBO as a whole is. Oh, uh, okay, for, yeah, right? you're right. I think you're right. You're right. Like you're right. back in, the, I think HBO started back when eighties, nineties, and that was their whole thing is that it's not TV, so they're not subject to the TV regulations where you right. know, can just keep things off. So that was, so I, I get it, but I also <clears throat> would not blame someone for being uncomfortable with it by something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, the. Okay, so I do have to touch on this quickly, and I feel like I could have brought this up several episodes ago because I just noticed it every time. But Caraxes, um, Aegon's, or sorry, no, Damon's dragon, Caraxes. Caraxes or Araxes? Uh, Caraxes is, I think, Aemon's, uh, Damon's dragon. Or okay, is it, okay, okay. Either it's Caraxes or Syraxes. 
Oh, geez. It's actually Syraxes. It's it's spelled a C, but it's pronounced, I think, Syraxes. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's good enough for me. Um, But anyways, he... Man. I First of all, we've talked about it before that he looks kind of like a worm. Like a W-Y... W-Y-R-M. Yeah. He definitely looks like a worm. And I yes. really, really like his look. It's just that slender... And also how like he glides, right? You're talking about how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's just his, also the other set of wings that he has on his tail. I love that. But I also really like how menacing he looks, and that he just seems just as bloodthirsty as Damon. Right, right. The 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 uh, the um, the the egos match. Yeah, it, it, there is no other dragon and dragon rider combo in this show where it feels like the the personality matches so well. And right. I, uh, so just wanted to touch on that. The other thing I want to touch on, I saw this as a comment on Reddit, which I think was beautiful. It just really shows uh, that the rewatches are going to be very satisfying. The series says that, and I think it was episode one or two. And he said that the, uh, our control of, or the dragons is just a mere illusion. And I, I think the series is low key, very wise. He understood the reality of just the world and the dragons, especially because I think <clears throat> the Targaryens and Valerians alike have gotten really comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. They've become very complacent in how they deal with the dragons and they don't forget that they're walking nukes and that they uh-huh. are wild animals that yes, they've been tamed. Yes. They've been trained. And to a certain degree, you can tell them what to do, but not really. At the end of the day, if they really wanted to, in this case, like Arax, breathe fire on Vagar out of fear, right? And he will, and he did. So, right. and, he, and, and, the, and speaking of the dragons, I you know that brings up a really good point. That like at any moment the dragons, it's not it's not the fact that they could kill everybody, the dragons could just fly away. And where's the Targaryen and um, where's all their power? Where's all the power going? Valerian and Targaryens, where did all the power go? Yeah. They don't, they're just like everybody else. And it's not just like that they have them directly, but it's also that they have uh, that, that mysticism of these are the two houses that control the nukes of the world. Right, right. And speaking of nukes, I like you were talking about daemons and how his dragon's cool. We don't really see any other dragons that are different like that, do we? So all and this is one of the things I love about House of the Dragon is that a lot of every dragon is kind of unique in one way or another. Like Vagar, you can tell she looks like old and kind of withering away. Like moss is falling off of her almost. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's uh, like moss or vines or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up. Hair. But then you have Cyrax, which is Rhaenyra's dragon. You have Sea Smoke, which is more white, and he has like spot uh, like spindles, yes. like needles on his yes. neck, which is really cool. Which we finally get to see the variation in dragons when they yeah, talk about them from Game of Thrones. I re- because it seemed to me that Rhaegal and Viserion, Daenerys' two dragons, mm-hmm. the two smaller dragons, it seemed to me like those two were basically the same, just one was red, one was green. Right. Where And then Drogon was, of course, like that massive one, and he was black. Other than those, like it felt like they were kind of the same. Whereas here, like, like I said, you know, you have... Caraxes or Caraxes, uh, who just looks more slender, almost like almost more Asian inspired dragon. 
And then there's also Moondancer, which we haven't seen yet. Cyrax, which has almost like uh, like a bull's horn. Yep. It, it's just it's really cool to see the the different dragons. And then Melis, which is uh, Princess Rhaenys' dragon, who, mm-hmm. by the way, let's talk a little bit more about that. Her little escape. I felt that was a little. Not, I'm not even talking about how she didn't attack the the people there, but the fact that she did, like, I don't know, like, almost got caught and then got released and then got mixed up in the whole the Sept of Baylor. I think that's what they were crowning him, right? Yes, yes, and the then, Sept of Baylor. Dude, that building, the insurance rates for that building must be insane. <laughs> Shut up. They didn't care. That's true. <laughs> That's true, but you 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 understand what I'm saying, though, right? Yes, like, yes, uh, yes, man. Yes, but and you know that that speaking of that house that you're talking about insurance, <laughs> for some reason it brought up the thought in my brain about those um those green bombs that went off. Yeah, in yeah. House. So that I'm assuming. Baylor, yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that those aren't there now, but I bet you by the time we finish House of Dragons. They will be there. You think that they're going to be planted there? They will be like there. A future invasion. Yeah, yep. I can see that. Um, also, one more thing I want to touch on, and this is, I'm not sure that there's any connection here. It's just a similarity. I i find Melis, which is Princess Rhaenyra, or Rhaenys' dragon, and Drogon to look very similar. I think that that's kind of cool. What if it was like an offspring? You know, that would actually blow my mind. That would be cool. It, Just a small little Easter egg, right? Because right. the dragon sat dead for the dragon egg sat dead for a while until Daenerys did her little magic thing on it. Well, here's the problem too: is that we really story being told. If George R. R. Martin really wanted to, he could say, "Hey, you know, in the Game of Thrones, the dragons weren't technically gone; they were just hundreds of them were at another land." He always has the option. To, to extend it out yeah yeah so he did so he did the house of dragon or he did i'm sorry he did the prequel series to the game of thrones right the song of ice and fire yeah. or maybe it's the whole set i'm actually uncertain yeah. all you have to do is be like hey the dragons were here i'm bringing the dragons back in the next series well i don't think martin's ever gonna write anything ever again so well, but, I know, I know, but there is apparently a Jon Snow TV show in the works, which yeah, I questioned the validity of Andor before it aired, and it's now become one of my favorite st- pieces of Star Wars media of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've just—he's seventy-four. Yeah, he's he's old, he's unhealthy, and oh yeah, Chris told me that that dude has like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor guy. I mean. And for what it's worth, and I'm not even trying to be mean, for what it's worth, if you're that old, it's just food hits you a lot harder. And you don't have yeah. the luxury yeah. to just you're go right. running. You're right. Okay. You're right. Um, having said that, he probably could have led a more <laughs> healthy lifestyle beforehand. But, well. But you know, is this is. is what happens to pop, uh, fantasy authors when they get popular, is when they start getting more popular and they get invested into their work, they end up gaining weight. It could be part of the stress or just, you know, lack of exercise writing. movement. Yeah. Just right. continuous writing, never so, like getting up. If you go back and look at Brandon Sanderson, like when he start, first started Mistborn, he looked like a pretty healthy dude. Now he definitely looks like he's packed on some really? pounds. Oh, yeah. Go back and look at younger uh, Brandon Sanderson. He definitely 
packed on. So I like how he's he's always looking at something in the sky for some reason in all of his pictures. It's like, dude, what are you looking at? Oh yeah, I guess he did he's, pack on a little weight. He's looking. But the at last thin. time I saw him on a YouTube video, he looked a lot better than he did. He he may have improved it. Uh, I okay. think he did talk about it last year where he said like I've been traveling so much and that that happens too when you travel. Dude, um, terrible. You either health. eat very little or you mm -hmm. eat a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm one very of true. who eats very little and I end up losing weight usually when I travel. But but that doesn't mean I'm healthy by the way. I, I'm losing weight in an unhealthy way and I eat like crap even then. Um. And then other people just pack on weight, and they also eat healthy. Um, right, and and this and me saying all this, I mean, it's just the objective reality sure, yeah, of like, yeah. I, I mean, if I was a, a writer and you met me two years ago and you met me now, you'd be like, dude, you packed on some weight and you look unhealthy. I'd be like, oh yeah, I feel good, but yes, I did pack on some weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's there's no. It's not trying to be rude. It's just the objective sure. reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and. I think he again, like Sanderson has gotten better about dealing with it. I think he's talked about like in more recent interviews or just, you know, state of the Sanderson or state of the union or whatever he calls it. His ad, his last year's one, he was talking about that he was going to be traveling around a little bit less, mm -hmm. still a lot, you know, definitely more than me or you, but still writing 600 books at one time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that's just Sanderson is as Sanderson does. But anyways, uh, back to the actual show at hand. Mm. House uh, Storm's End was beautiful, like I already said. But Bur um, that Lord Baratheon, the fact that he was illiterate cracked me up. <laughs> hey, come here and read this. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my master? Read this for me. Um, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. And someone made a comment of like the uh, what's it called the not the septos. Uh, the maesters got so embarrassed. They're like, okay, we need to make sure that our lords know how to read because this right. is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Um, I did notice when Eric or Eric, I don't know which one. I, I've, one of them needs to die so I can just pin one name. Otherwise, because it looks so <laughs> um, But one of them, whichever one brought the, uh, whoever's team black, he brought the, uh, the crown to Rhaenyra. And when they were all kneeling, I don't know if you noticed, but Princess Rhaenys did not kneel. No, she stood up on the top of the rock. Yeah. So I, I, I don't doubt that she is loyal, but I do doubt it. <laughs> there, yeah, is, there is yes. a one there. Like, but the only reason I, the part of me that doesn't doubt her loyalty is that so far her character has just been pretty intelligent in the way she's approached everything. She right. has set aside her ego and set aside her, her, her ambition. And just wanted to just be happy. She's like the grandmother that just like, I just want to vibe. You know, I'm just here and I just want right. to enjoy my family. I, I'm granted I'm not the queen, but it's not like she's weak, right? She controls right. the greatest Navy in the world. Right, right. And, you know, I'd have to say even all that besides this first season was really good. Yeah. Um, at, it, you know, yeah. at keeping me on my toes because I don't I haven't read any of the books. Shame on me, right. whatever. Right. But yeah. But no, he, this oh, one more thing to touch on. The table. That table when they lit, lit up, up the, the fire? fire, I was oh. like, dude, I want this. I want this table. Like what happened if they touch it? Is it is it get hot if you touch it? Like I'm are you sure, burn yourself? I'm sure it's like there's it's since it's lit up with fires underneath, I'm sure the <laughs> table itself is warm. I'm guessing it's not made of wood at all. Uh, <laughs> I hope God, freaking dude, not. when I when I saw that I'm like 
you know what? I don't care if it costs me like $800. I want a table like that in my house. I don't know what I would use that table for, by the way. Yeah, what would you use that table for? I I would use it as a dinner table. I don't even care. Your kids would end up touching it, dude. There'd be burnt hands all over the place. I would freaking (laughs) kick my kids out. (laughs) Yeah. There will be no inheritor to my throne as long as I had that table. (laughs) Sitting on that dang table. Yeah, just like, oh, yeah. Uh, That table was was awesome. That was very cool. I loved all the... Uh, the jokes that came about it because that's the same table that was in Game of Thrones used both by Stannis and Daenerys. Right. And they're like, wow, no one left a manual around that you could light that table up. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't know people were making jokes about that. That's awesome. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> one final thing I wanted to touch on Damon when he was holding the crown, I think other people interpret it as like his ambition, like he wanted the crown for himself. But I think it was more so if you remember when Viserys stumbled and the crown fell, and he picked mm-hmm. up the crown for his brother. I think he was just really over when he saw the crown, right? That's when it truly hit him on an emotional level that my brother's dead. Yes, I think I think you're completely right. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah. So because that, it's not that Damon didn't love his brother, like you like we're always saying. We he yeah. did love his brother. He just he has a really shitty way of showing love. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, we kind of had that in common. Um, when it comes to brothers. <laughs> I just, I, uh, if my brothers ever hear this, they'd laugh too because it's like I just crap all over my brothers all the time. <laughs> that I mean, that's what an older brother's supposed to do. But, yeah, anyways, that, uh, season two, by the way, I think it just broke my heart to hear. Season two is supposedly like two years away. Oh, yeah, because they're going to start filming for season two at beginning of 2023. So, with the C, and apparently there's like, big big wars to come like big fights and oh, I, we won't see that till 2024 you're right yeah so hopefully we're all still alive by then um <laughs> because i really want to see the the culmination of this war just yeah i i don't know how many seasons i can probably make with a show um i know there's only there's supposed to be two books in the series one book which is not written yet surprise surprise um i don't know how far into the book that season one covers. So if it's like halfway, then that means we're, we could probably get four seasons out of the show. But, I'm but just, you, know, you know, to be I'm honest, they do like to be even back three in seasons. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just thankful to be back in Westeros. Yeah, yeah, honestly, same. Uh, if they give me only two seasons or only three seasons, you know what? As long as the quality is as good or even better than this one, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like, oh, I want more. And I don't get me wrong. I do want more. Uh, of of great stuff, but if it just becomes bad, then might as well just finish it off in a good note, and then just spin off in a different time period. Like make a sh- make a series about old Valyria. I'm cool with that. I mean, you, you, you know, that's that's awesome. Like old Valyria, cool. Make a make that series. You now, can make an unlimited, but the 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 depth of world building that happens here, it will be hard. But you can make a damn near unlimited amount of storylines. Spin off. Yeah. Spin off after the Game of Thrones. I mean, I mean, you could. Yeah, yeah, you could, right? You could make it three hundred years after Game of Thrones. I yeah, don't know. start. I mean, the start. I mean, everybody's still around. It's just, you know, more of a we're in spaceships now. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that part, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you can then, do all that. And who knows? Maybe that's Expanse. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Yeah, yeah. 
Imagine if the expanse ends with like them finding the sigils of House Stark or something like that. That'd be crazy. Oh my god, everybody would poo their pants, dude. Nobody would be unpooed. Yeah. But anyways, that'll about do it from us for that episode. Uh this will end House of Dragon season one. Uh, we both, as you can tell by the tone and the way we're talking, we both absolutely adore the show. Uh we hope you guys did as well. We hope you enjoyed our commentary, our crappy commentary on the show. Um, hope that we didn't miss too many big scenes or moments. Uh, but next time, as far as what we're covering TV shows moving forward, we are going to resume with the expanse. Ooh. And I am very excited because we've got two seasons left and it kind of worked out really well because we kind of left at a cliffhanger. And now these final two seasons of the expanse, they hit hard, hard. So I believe next time <laughs> we'll be covering, I mean, are you okay? Are are you excited to get back into the experience? I know you really liked it, but like this yeah. is probably a bittersweet move moment, right? Considering that we're finishing off with uh, such a great show, and I'll probably end up binging. Uh, to be honest with you, we might there might be a time where we do like a whole season in one go because if if it starts to escalate, like you say, it's going to escalate. I'm going to have to like sit down and just watch it all. Yeah. So we will go ahead and cover the first. You got to do three. We'll do the first three Let's episodes the first because three. I, I first I wanted to do four. But I think we'll go ahead and do three. Uh, so this will be season five, by the way, just because I know it's been a while since we've talked about the expanse. Uh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, the, uh, this dragons season, to spaceships, baby. Dragons, dragons to, to spaceships. spaceships. Yeah, and I, there is a spaceship called something dragon. I think in the Expanse. I just now we're gonna now I'm gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and watching me call like Saraxes or something. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yes, we will be covering season five, episodes one through three of the Expanse, and we cannot wait to continue the one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Right off the heels of my other new favorite TV show of all time, apparently. Um, but until next time, thank you, everyone. Thank you.